0: Hello and welcome to another edition of Hop Heroes, the show where we talk about our favorite drinks and our favorite heroes. I'm your host, Jordan Areth, and with me as always, we have talented artist and comic enthusiast, J.R. Gonzalez. What's
1: up, Jay. J?
0: What's up, baby boy? How you living?
1: <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> Best I can, I guess. Yeah?
0: Yeah, you hanging in there? <laughs> yeah. Sick boy.
1: Oh, gosh, yep.
0: He's a sick boy. He's fun. a sick boy and he is so sick and we had to miss three weeks because he's Wait, so sick did, did and you, he's sick you, and sick.
1: Don't blame me on the three weeks. I think the first <laughs> week was Jordan. I had my backpack ready to go with all my gear to go to Zach's okay. house.
0: Okay. First week was my bad. It was my, my homecoming party in Washington and, and <laughs> so we went to the <laughs> uh Well, we invented a new sport. So oh. it's called beer ball and it's basketball 3 on 3 in the street but one one hand has to always hold a beer. So it's basically one-handed <laughs> basketball while you're drinking. God.
1: That sounds and about it's a, right. It's terrible.
0: <laughs> it's a sport for those out that are, you know, approaching their 40s and, you know, want to relive the glory days but don't have the time <laughs> to stop drinking. So, but don't have time to stop drinking. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> it's a very specific market we're targeting, but hey, oh it was, my gosh, we were hooping until like five in the morning, it's and the everybody idea. was just like covered in Natty Seltzer because they're like they cut to the lane, everybody's <clears> can just <throat> fucking gets knocked and soaked. And, uh, a lot of fun, a lot of fun. So yeah, that that ruined that week, and then everybody got fucking sick because October is just a it's seasonal blood. change, it's not awful. ready for and it.
2: October's been hard for for your uh, friendly neighborhood hop heroes. It's been yeah, a lot, man. A we, time, we, but you know what? We're back. Here we, we are. We risen yeah. to the occasion. They can't keep us down. Nope, right, guys. And it's the, the
0: fellow with the motivational speak over there is our third host, Zach Barlow. How you living, son?
2: Bro, I'm feeling pretty good. I yeah. think I won Halloween.
0: Dude,
1: you for, you for <laughs> sure. I saw it this morning. We'll it
2: hasn't even happened yet. We'll put, somebody, we we'll put a post on our, our Hot Hero social oh, yeah, suite, so you guys can see it.
0: Dude, yeah, people might as well not even show up to Halloween parties anymore. <laughs> it's over. Mike, Mike the <laughs>
1: no one should dress up ever Hard. again. <laughs> Dude,
0: you know what I what I, I actually
2: think? So I, I dressed up at... Well, should I say it? Yeah, I'll just say it. I dressed up as, uh, as Jet Black for Halloween. What I realized is that I actually kind of look like him. <laughs> and so I feel like... <laughs> Once I put the costume on, I was like, "Oh, this isn't just a Halloween costume. This is like a full-on cosplay." Like Dude, I'm about were, to go to soccer with Colin You Con like now. method this is acting? Was it method Black, acting going involved? This is and who then? I'm supposed to be. This is like <laughs> yeah. who I'm supposed to be. This is a this is a <laughs> moment in my life. So yeah, now Jet Black's on the background of my computer, so
0: Oh um, my god yeah, and for those listening that don't know thing. Jet Black It's uh, from Cowboy Bebop And he's uh, a legendary character Yeah, was a very cool Inve- character Introduced us to the, the cowboy, the beverage So, uh, that, yeah, Alicia's <laughs> costume was even better, dude Like, you guys, <laughs> you guys brought it home for sure Check out uh, at Hop Heroes Pod to, to, to peep those images um, But yeah, so today we are talking Immortal Hulk um, It's... Fitting for the season. It's a Hulk story, which I, you know, I'm hesitant on Hulk stories, not my favorite character. Um, but this is like a horror Hulk story. And I uh, I definitely think that we'll have some interesting thoughts on it. So we're going to dive into that. But to go along with the Mortal Hulk, we're going to be talking a Mortal IPA from Elysian. Um, everybody got their beers on them. Yep. So we've done Elysian episodes a few times, so we don't have to go too deep into the, the history of the brewery. You know, started in 1996 in Cap Hill, um, over 500 recipes since that uh, origination. It started um, in Capitol Hill. Yeah, bro. Yeah, and then they have got to Elysian Fields in 06, I think, right by and, like... Uh, uh, quick whoa, thought on that, I did not too. know that was a Seattle brewery. That's crazy.
1: Who's gotten to do yeah. a tour of Elysian Brewery? Oh, this guy who doesn't drink that often, but I got a tour because I actually bid... Sounds the- like a
0: waste a waste of a tour
1: it it was she walked me around they got like huge. it was but uh i got to bid you have
0: beer that night
1: no i got to bid it for my job as to inspections and she walked me around they have two buildings um right off of um i think it's on first it's in soto and it's right next to the bridge and it's a huge two buildings and uh it smells good in there and there's a lot of she opened <laughs> up her fridge and there let me tell you that the that is the most beer i've ever seen in a fridge uh you know 20 feet high of of alcohol and um yeah it was a pretty cool you just had it no like interest. A dream i you just had no, i was actually more could, entertained could by all the like marketing and the advertising on the boxes you know the pictures than the actual beer but they are great in, they're they're, yeah, they're they have some pretty fire
2: too. um uh, advertising and, and like packaging, and I'll also say I'm totally yeah. one who like will go into a beer section, and if I if my eyes are caught by something, I'll get that beer. Like yeah. I don't I, I I do that all the time. Like if there's like artwork on a beer, like uh, does not Elysian do um the Dayglow with the like, yeah the tiger and the laser yeah. eyes and shit? Yeah, yeah. yeah. like that beer. I get it every time. Like I'm like, oh, there's a neon freaking reflective tiger on this bottle. Yeah, Ooh,
0: that's shiny. Guess what? I'm, that's what I'm <laughs> yeah,
2: That's that's why I buy so, beer. Kudos, kudos to Illusion for, <laughs> yeah. for their yeah yeah packaging for sure.
0: That's how I choose my wine. The coolest label on the wine always gets. Wine has to be labels a are amazing. Range, but has that's to pretty a, much how I choose um, my wine too. Yeah, yeah. That's just how Zach chooses anything. If it's <laughs> shiny, yeah. sign me up. Uh, so the Immortal IPA, it's got 6.3% ABV. Um, it's English style beer. It's got like a copper uh, golden hue to it. Um, no fruit. It's it's mostly like uh, just malts and uh, and bitter hops. So um, the Chinook ones are the prominent ones in this. Um, have you guys drank this one before? Yep. Yeah. This this is all right. A, we'll... This is a tried and true for your boy. Oh, gotcha. We'll throw it back. Yeah, this is actually—I've never had this one before. I, I've never been—I uh, don't know—intrigued enough. It always kind of seemed bland with all the comparisons. Um, but Zach, I'm surprised that you have a tried and true one. What what intrigues you about this one? Um, well,
2: first it's an IPA, and so it kind of gets me there. <laughs> it's, not it's not shiny. So yes. I'm always—I'm <laughs> almost always going for that. Um, and second of all, I just feel like it's um. I I, sometimes I kind of like that it's not like hazy or fruity or apricot like I feel like the the immortal IPA is like knows who it is and like is comfortable in its own skin and it's just like you know what like I'm just here and I'm not gonna do too much and I'm not gonna do too little I'm just gonna do just right (laughs) and I feel like sometimes I mean and don't get me wrong I like the hazies and I like all that fruit shit but it can it can get like over the top at times. Especially because like, they get really, really sweet and then you get a headache and then you get a little tum tum ache and it's just a big... It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's rough. And the Immortal IPA, I feel like, won't do that to you. It's just like, <clears throat> it's going to give you that bite. It's got the bitters that you want. It's got that crisp finish that I look for in IPAs. It does its job. It's a blue-collar
0: okay. IPA. Okay. Yeah, I can respect that. I think that it's... Yeah, it's, it's not overly complicated. It's one of the simpler IPAs out there and... It actually reminds me, um, Sammy and I brewed, um, our own hard cider last week in our house with, uh, one of Sammy's coworkers, Andrew, and he's like a beer phenom, phenom or Oracle basically. And he was telling, telling me all about, um, all these beers and I asked what his favorite beer was. And his favorite beer is, uh, Sierra Nevada pale ale, which is like in every gas station you can see it's everywhere. And that's like, like a what? weird choice. I was like, why? And he's like, it's the, it's the perfect beer. It's four, it's four ingredients. It's simple and it's basic and it's to the point every single time. And basically what he says is he goes to a bar and if they have that on tap, he has it because he knows exactly how it's supposed to taste. So if it's any different than how that beer tastes, that's how he judges that bar's character and in, in like the beer there. So how they, <laughs> how they like take care of their beer, like how well they service their kegs, because he knows what it's supposed to taste like. So that's like his point of contrast. It's pretty badass. Yeah. So that It's, kinda like, was like, it's oh. like
2: the bar. That's like what he uses to measure. Exactly. To measure everybody.
0: Yeah. So I, I feel like this kind of is down that, that path. It's not overly complicated. You're not going to get over, overwhelmed with all the fruit and the additions. Um, <laughs> it's just a malty, bitter IPA that you know gets the job done. So. Gets the
2: job done. It's going to get you that base hit most of the time.
0: Yeah, yeah, high batting average, you know, sl- yep. low slugging. But what yep. are you gonna do? You know,
2: it's Ichiro Suzuki.
0: <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. All right, so uh, that's our beverage breakdown. Now let's go into uh, hop headlines with our guy in the chair, Vinny McBroom.
3: Yo, what's up? It's Vinny McBroom here with your hop headlines, and uh, just want to start out by saying it's nice to be back, guys. I missed ya. Yeah, miss you. Yeah, missed you too, know? big guy. Started out with just the sickness. I still feel a little cough, so I'm probably gonna clear my throat a lot during this whole segment. But anyways, I <coughs> already started. <laughs> God damn it. Alright, so we'll start it off with the comics and everybody already knows the Joker movie what well, just came out. You guys just did an episode about it. Um, just beat Deadpool as the top rated R grossing movie. So it just peaked what? at 700- seven seven hundred and eighty-eight million dollars. Um. It's yeah, Dead, Deadpool 1 and Deadpool 2 was the original ones that were holding that. Now it's the Joker. Um so check out that last episode.
0: What was the category rated R what?
3: Just rated R movie.
0: In um superhero or just any yep. rated R movie? Just rated R movie. Oh wow. Yeah. That's, that's a crazy. big deal. Okay. Oh yeah. yeah. I was going to yeah. say how many rated R superhero movies are there but just rated R movies in
3: general. Well, it's impressive. funny cuz it's the top 3 Spots are now owned by, you know, comic movies, which previously I think it was, um, oh shoot, I can't remember off the top of my head, it was off the post, but anyways, so yeah, so that's badass, Uh, IMDB is still holding it at uh, 8.9 out of 10, Rotten Rotten Tomatoes, the critic score dropped a little bit at 68%, and uh, critics are still loving it, or uh, excuse me, audience is still loving it at uh, 89%. So yeah, go check it out and go listen to our last episode to let you know what that's all about. But um, the newest thing that just came out for comic film is Watchmen. I haven't. Yeah, start- buddy. I-, I haven't started it yet. Sounds like Jordan has. Um, Dude, it's dope. Zach Jarrett, you guys yet. started it. No, I, I have haven't not.
2: started it yet. Okay. Um, so what can far, you watch that on?
3: So far, I've been getting HBO like, now. Mixed reviews, like it's like throwing a lot of people for loops or something. People are just like, I don't know. It's, it's not what HBO exclusive.
0: Yeah. It's an HBO show, yeah. Jordan, what's
2: your HBO Go password?
0: Yeah, then can you just put that uh, on? Release it to the public. Can you uh, keep the yeah. volume up, Penny? Yeah, that's all it. the let's, let's yeah, yeah, up. You, give yeah, me uh, and did, all of our listeners yeah, put it and out for there Hot Heroes exclusive.
1: You now get Jordan's HBO <laughs> go uh, and And is Matthew Perry? You just don't. Yeah, you don't dude, just dude. get the
3: Matthew Perry picture. You now get Jordan's <laughs> <laughs> HBO access. Dude,
0: I live to give. You're taking Jordan's me out of house and home. Like I'm gonna have a blanket. Anyway, anyways. So
3: Watchmen. It's weekly on Sundays on HBO um i don't watch anything weekly i just wait till i can stream it but anyways um imdb is giving that a 6.8 out of 10 um but rotten tomatoes is fucking loving it at um 98 but Man, now I, I have to cop- what's that i said 6.8 is kind of low 6.8 is low for but the, i mean rotten tomatoes they're two different you know Right, is it right. critics and audience, ratings, so, right? Because that's how right yeah, does that's, it, Yeah, that's pretty much how people look at it with that. Um, but that's all with the film news on comics. Uh, X-Men is blowing up in comics right now. Especially because it's your boy Jonathan or Jonathan Hickman, and he's fucking amazing. But uh, yeah. House of X and Power, Powers of X just wrapped up on uh, October 9th, was the last issue of uh, the sixth issue of Power of X. Um, that is pretty much the prologue to what they're dubbing now as the Dawn of X, and this is going to be like the new face of X Men. So they're trying. I think now that Marvel bought all the rights to X Men, this is going to be like the beginning of the revamp of X Men. Oh, so, that's cool. So, so you this think it's is gonna it's gonna play into onto the screen. So at I some point? I really hope so because I really like this writer that's leading this whole thing. He's one of my favorite comic writers. Um, but uh, so. That was House of X and Dawn of X. That's all wrapped up now. That's 12 issues. And now it's starting the Dawn of X. And um, you got... Uh, the just it's just X-Men that came out. Um, I, don't, I can't remember. October 16th. So the first issue of X-Men is out. Uh, then they're going to bring out X-Force pretty soon. That's November 6th. Um, so if you're into X-Men, I think you should get into those comics. Because it's a lot of cool shit. A lot of new shit that's going on. Cyclops is a fucking G now. I was never sold on Cyclops, dude. Oh, but I'm telling you that, like Dude, I'm ready. Alright, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Bro.
1: It's a good it's a good comic. I'm it's... sorry.
3: Dude, you should. Zach, you really should, just because you're Well, no, you're, I can't. You know, at at all. All. Yeah. I I I physically can't. Dude, definitely... And I will say it sucks. Gambit Gambit hasn't shown up at all yet.
1: Dude. Yeah, no Gambit. Um but it does you know, have, have an oh, It's, no like it's, it's almost like
0: we put <laughs> a boat out.
1: Yeah
2: and did we already go over the, the results of that? No, hug? all right, so
3: no, so
0: Yep, touched on that last week. Uh, you didn't you must have missed the episode so it be <laughs> Hey, no, so hey, we're going cool. to interrupt that the guy in the chair into, right uh, now, this is guy the guy in chair The social chair media
3: poll we had and the social media poll was who, you know, who would win in a fight, Cyclops versus Gambit. And <clears> with <throat> our Twitter and IG polls, both of them were just a 10% margin over Cyclops over Gambit. So, uh, it's, it's close. It it's close, though. Zach had
0: his whole family fucking vote, like, created 17 bot accounts.
3: <laughs> There's just no way. <laughs> I locked into my botnet, had a <laughs> vote. Um, so, I mean, like, this hey, bullshit, our, our, audience, our audience is divided on this subject, too. So, we're just going to keep bringing this on, mm-hmm. you know? The more we grow, the more this debate will grow.
0: I mean, Speaking of which, I, I really watched a, a, a Josh Hartnett anymore. movie yesterday, and it was pretty, it brought me back. So, J-Hart's still out there, alive and kicking. Oh, Lucy, it's a good movie. And uh, if they do a, a old-school X-Men, Josh Hartnett for Gambit.
3: All right. Move on. All right, Jordan. Anyways.
1: right? <laughs> <What? laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm going to move on to my hart beer, plug, dude. The beer section of our news. <clears throat> so, big American beer news here. They just had the Great American Beer Festival. It was uh, on the first weekend of October, October 3rd through the 5th. So, it's pretty much a contest to figure out what's the best beer in America. There's 161 beer-style categories. Um, so, I'm going to list all the Washington State winners. Um, sorry, Jordan. There was no Alaska State winners. Wow. That's fine. Uh, so, fine with that. So, yeah. So, he he's wearing a so here's a 14 beers and breweries um, that won gold, silver, or bronze. Um... Let's start here. This is called the Johnny Utah. It won gold in the American-style pale ale. And that's from uh, Georgetown Brewing Company in Seattle. I think I may have had that beer. I've definitely had their beer before, but Johnny Utah sounds really familiar. Dude, um, Georgetown's the shit. Next one we got here is Nopak IPA. It's a, It won silver in the uh, American-style strong pale ale. And that's uh, Cross Buck Brewing out in Walla Walla. So shout out to Walla Walla. Yo. Uh, so, next beer here we got <laughs> here is Three Rise Men. Three, yeah, Three Rise Men. Huh. You know. You know Playing on play yeah. play words, yeah. yeah. <laughs> three, three Rise Men. They won uh, I don't Bronze get it. in the, the barley word game? Wine I don't style. Know. And they are uh, Ruben's Brews out in Seattle. Barley. Um, wine. You guys Ooh. might know this one. Uh, Foxy Lady won gold in the Belgium-style fruit beer. That's Silver City Brewery out in Bremerton. Hey-o. hey. So, that's the whole so yeah, team. They won gold. That's, yeah, they won the gold spot. in the their Belgian-style fruit beer, which makes sense because their fruit beers are great. But um, so next one here is a that's true. Chuckanut Fest beer. That one bronze <laughs> in the German-style Oktoberfest uh, beer. Uh, Chuckanut Brewery in uh, South Nut, Burlington. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah, that was a funny thing. Those Lots of That nuts. was funny thing yeah. to look up on the internet just to let you know. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> endless Summer Nights, they got bronze in the International Style Pale Ale. Uh, that's Cold Burst Brewing in Seattle. And then we got the Correspondent. That's the Beer One Gold and Export Stout Wander Brewing. That's out in Bellingham. Um, then we got here I got this in my fridge actually After I looked this up I didn't realize I had this in my fridge uh, Thor's Shadow Imperial Stout That won silver in the export stout That's from uh, Odin Brewing Company Out in Tuckwilla. Shout
0: out to Odin We did an episode
3: there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Next one we got here is Aqua Seafoam Shame uh, they, won brew, uh, they won bronze in the fresh hot beer category uh, They're cold brews Cold burst in Seattle once again um, and then we got Laurel Zickel. Oh shit, this is that German one I didn't think I was gonna be able to pronounce. All right, uh, <laughs> Laurel. You can do this, bro. Laurel Zickelvibier? beer. No, Zickville beer. Zickelvin beer. They won silver in the Zickelvibier <laughs> category. <laughs> That's its own category? Dude, I, yeah, it, this is it's a. The fuck? I found out about this and read all about it, and it's. I'm not, I'm not gonna get into it. Anyways, um,. They won uh, silver in that category, and that's Hans Innovations Brewery out in Yakima. Uh, and then the next one we got here is Schiff's Light Lager. They won silver in the Light Lager, uh, Odin's Brewery, Tukwila. Um, and then we got Old Scrooge. Uh, they won Silver Strong Ale, and that's another, you guys should know, Silver City Brewery Let's out Number Bremerton. Um, and then next There's one, next one we got Palisade with. number two. They won bronze in the specialty saison, uh, saison, whatever. They won bronze. Uh, <laughs> Fortside Brewing Company out in Vancouver, and the last one right here is uh, the vanilla. No, nope, that's not vanilla. Damn, I can't even read my own handwriting, dude. Beneath... <laughs> no, that's vanilla. My bad, vanilla. <laughs> the vanilla is, it, is this Fox News? <laughs> Are dude, we Fox
1: News all of a sudden?
3: Fuck? Yeah, man. I, I wrote this a while ago, so <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but they won silver uh, in the logger style, and that's Grains of Wrath Brewery out in Cummus. or Camus, I don't. Camus, Camus. bro,
0: dude. I don't. Shout out to Grains of Wrath. I don't know Brendan Greenan is the owner of that brewery. He was my pledge brother in college. Oh, oh so hell yeah! We're gonna do an cool. episode with them. Yeah. Nice. G O W, um, baby.
3: So yeah, those were the fourteen winners. Uh, there was three golds, six silvers, and five bronze and um. Two of those breweries, uh, Cold Bruce and Silver City, won two medals for two separate beers. Um, Silver City's the truth. So, are we the the most winning state? No. No, there was 161 Fuck. categories, and we only won 14 medals. Hmm. So, I mean, like, yeah. yeah. And then you got to think about, like, how many breweries there are in certain states like California. So, I mean, like, California kind of typically holds a lot of medals just because of how big their state is, and they you know have more breweries up and down the coast um yeah, but that makes sense that's a lot of, that's quite a bit of medals for you know a smaller state so it wasn't yeah that's a good show it, yeah i'm not saying we were like you know top five but we were, you know recognizable i want to say also yeah. silver city won um their whole brewery won a medal for uh best like oh shoot was a small brewery or middle brewery or something like that i forgot i didn't write that one down but that was something else they won but um, that's
0: dope. yeah. So and shout out to Washington. Out, yeah, but so shout out to all those podcast. breweries
3: that you know, won medals. Good job. Keep it up, and we'll keep trying your beers because we love them. But I um, also want to mention yeah, that this Hop Heroes uh, segment is presented by uh, our friends at RS Figures. <clears throat> They're a brand that's dedicated to creating really cool pewter uh, figures. And the thing I love about pewter figures, to be honest, it takes me back to when I was younger and played Dungeons and Dragons and World of Warcraft with the old, tiny little metal figures, and I love those things. Um, but those guys, yeah. uh, those guys collectibles are really freaking cool. They got products from Marvel, DC, Disney, and Star Wars. Um, the one uh, statue I want to put on blast right now is the new Magneto one. It's so dope! It's a uh, epic. What's dude. the ro- the giant robots in X Men called again? I'm drawing a blank, Galactus, Galactics, no, like you know those big a... giant robots. All oh, the sentinels, yeah. It looks like yeah. it kind of looks like he's in a sentinel hand. But what I notice is it's Magneto collecting all the freaking metal around him to create a hand to hold him up. Yeah,
0: it's like a junk. Yeah, hand it's
3: freaking right. awesome. It's really cool yeah, statue. So um, you should you should check out their Instagram um, or their Facebook RS Figures, or even go to their website rsfigures.com um, they got a huge inventory list with some really cool statues, even some smaller stuff like keychains and whatnot. Um, a couple of things I want to mention about the website is they only ship in the U.S. Um, whenever you buy an order over $99, it's free shipping. They got 24-7 support. <clears throat> they even got a loyalty program. So it's like an account you make through them. You gain points, and you can use those points to discount uh, your orders and whatnot. But what's even cooler is if you go to their website and go and you want to buy one of their uh, collectibles, you can use a code that we have that's exclusively for you listeners, and it gives you free shipping on any order over fifty dollars. And if you're gonna buy a statue, you're it's pretty much free free shipping guaranteed. So um, when you go to the checkout, all you got to do in the promo code section is write Hop Heroes, no space, just Hop Heroes. You'll get fi- uh, free shipping on fifty dollars or more. On any kind of shit order from uh, RS figures.
0: Yeah, dude. And they got some dope stuff. They got, like, a Captain America lapel shield that I wanted to pick up. They got some
3: fucking sick-ass... The Thanos things. one is really cool, too, because the gauntlet is gold. So the rest of the, figu- the, rest of the statue is um, Pewter, which is, honestly, Pewter's... It's really detailed and very good art for Pewter model. Uh, yeah. And, like, um, another one of my favorite ones I saw on their website was the Age of Ultron battle. And it's, like, a huge bus... But it's, like, all those guys fighting during that huge Age of Ultron scene. And that was really cool. But, um, yeah, go check it out, rsfigures.com. They're helping us out, shouting us out. We're shouting them out. That's what's brought to you by Hop Headlines. And I'm Vinny McBroom, and I'm out!
0: Thank you, Vinny. (laughs) Uh, Quite a mouthful there. We had a couple of weeks of catching up to do, so I appreciate you filling the, the the public in on what's happening wow. in the comic book universe. Yeah, that was that was um, two
3: different hot headline segments put together. Just like <laughs> that's why it took me. Yeah, so lucky.
0: <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome, America.
3: <laughs> All right, and uh, without
0: further ado, let's let's dive into our topic of the day. Let's talk about Hulk. You know, I'm excited to talk about this immortal Hulk. So, Jared, what do you got for us for story time today?
1: Ah, uh, well, it's a uh... It's it's a different Hulk than I think people are are used to. Um, it, it's they've there's been a lot of debate about this Hulk and is it the most powerful Hulk? Is he a god? Is you know there's there's some actually some new powers in this Hulk. So um, it's a very interesting read. Uh, listening to Al Ewing describe, which is the the writer, describe how he mm-hmm. was um, really wanted to write the Hulk and kind of homage to kind of the, the TV show a little bit. Uh, homage to the old you know uh um uh, <clears throat> stan lee and jack kirby hulk you know this monstrous look i mean you got the big forehead and he's kind of neanderthal but he's talking right like this hulk is talking so um
2: yeah that's a, that was a surprising move because I, I i thought for sure when i first saw the hulk that he was just going to be like like bestial hulk smash but they gave him like a a a, a, a sentience that i feel like I think it's always like a like a, a decision that the writer can make. Sometimes the Hulk is just a beast, like a force of nature, and then sometimes like they give him the ability to express himself th- through through talking. And um, I thought that was like an interesting choice.
1: Yeah, it was. Um, um I was listening to um, another podcast that actually had an interview, and it's uh, called Creator's Talk, and it had uh, Al Ewing on there, kind of last year, because this 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 series came out in, in 2018. And um, there was there was a lot of debate about it and the things that he wanted to to come up with. And it was kind of this horror suspense kind of book compared to um, uh, in the past where it was just like, you know, maybe it was just like a just a straight comic book, him versus the government, you know, kind of deal. And they wanted something Mm -hmm. that it's not just him versus the government, but him versus himself, him versus, you know, Hulk, Bruce versus Hulk, Bruce versus and some other side characters that had come in the past you know so we see sasquatch in there and you know um some new fucking sasquatch um some new villains come out so um if you're into uh horror and you're into the hulk this is the great book for you um if you're into kind of seeing a a new different hulk uh, maybe the next level this is a story for you so that's kind of kind of the feel for the book you know as you go throughout
0: yeah, so my initial thoughts were um, fucking really cool art. I mean, What was it, Joe Bennett? Was he the
1: Yep, Joe Bennett's a penciler the and the colors. like I think a lot of people forget about how important color is. There's been a lot of colorists these last couple of years that have passed away and um, and I, I think sometimes people just forget because they call that, you know, like inkers and they call, they're not, you know, that's like an art to it, but just the coloring themselves um, and how, you know, um, Joe Bennett kind of came up with these these you know visuals and which is a penciler and then you know filling that stuff in so yeah it's a it's a great it's a great it puts the picture in your mind right like you're not getting lost yeah. in, the, in the art sometimes
0: yeah the art steals the show if you ask me and I think that the idea like the concept of the story is so freaking cool it's like if this was like a you know a mini HBO series and it's basically like a a wandering traveler Bruce Banner just hops from town to town seeking out crime and then at night turns into the hulk and the hulk hunts down these criminals and like devours them like it's like super dark and super eerie it is it's
1: kind of taking the tv show to that modern era right because i'm pretty sure no one watched a tv show from the okay so the tv show was with lou ferrigno right which by the way i've met lou ferrigno and uh he's a pretty cool guy and shake his hand uh, I did not get he does not I don't think he liked to touch people because he did not shake any hands
0: <laughs> he was just he probably break them yeah big
1: uh, he's big though like he, I mean he's a big like you stand next to him and you're just like okay I can see why they chose him for the Hulk but the, the TV series was more about um, Bruce Banner than the Hulk and there's kind of that you know when you're talking about going from town to town he did that um, but this was kind of the opposite a little bit this was almost Bruce Banner was like a second you know Second to the Hulk on this.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. It was about I also the think,
1: Hulk. Yeah.
0: I
2: also think that just kinda I, I wanted to touch on your point, Jordan, um, how he uh turns into the Hulk and then and then hunts down um criminals. I think what's interesting about that is that normally in a horror suspense type of genre, the monster is just like evil incarnate, always bad, and the, the people that are being hunted down are always innocent and always like running and and you kind of end up rooting for the person that's being hunted and this kind of flips that because the people that are being hunted are the criminals like they've done bad shit and the monster that's hunting them now becomes our beloved protagonist and so i just feel like that's like a like an interesting way to to approach a thriller i mean the thriller is that, you know, because you want these guys to get caught, but then when they get caught, you realize, like, oh, I mean, they're about
0: to get wrecked get got. real bad. <laughs> it's about to get real, real bad. Yeah. So I just thought yeah, that was like, like a, a page out of the Dexter book, right? Like absolutely. The I was thinking the serial killer thing. that hunts serial killers. Yeah. Yeah. Which is awesome, because it, it is cool to root for the guys that are doing the, the gruesome duties, you know? because if, yeah. if there's justice involved, it's kind of like you can kind of yeah. root for the the darkness yeah. which is something we don't get to do all the time so, and, yeah. and i felt like
1: yeah. al e- ewing wanted to kind of do that right off the bat where he did the whole gas station scene do you know what i mean where yeah i yeah, opened like, up and set the tone uh, yeah that's exactly how he wanted you to feel about the hulk because i mean the hulk is is the evil i mean the the looks in these pages i mean that the hulk's giving big smiles his eyes are you know kind of this confidence that you don't i mean the hulk when you in the past when you've looked at the hulk there's no confidence go ahead Go ahead, lady
0: i have a question for you do you think that the hulk is a part of bruce banner's personality that he expresses himself through or do you think it's a conti- entirely separate entity that's trapped inside ooh
1: him? there's so there's a lot of theories on this um if you watch the um you can even watch the movie the first hulk movie that came out you know around 2005 around there with uh, um eric, eric banner, banner. they kind of it, the hulk was always in him and the gamma ray just kind of brought that out so and there's uh, there's always been this like dr jekyll mr hyde about hulk you know and who's yeah. actually the real villain is it actually bruce or is it actually the hulk and i always felt like there was two different entities for me personally agreed and i felt like agreed. um because when the hulk talks he, he he almost like like uh bruce banner was like the weak um kid who picks on it and i, I guess in this in this time frame as well that's kind of relevant because he's always been this this weak person that gets picked on and that um, kind of can't defend himself, and then the Hulk comes out and he's like, "Every time you hurt Bruce, you hurt me," and I take offense to that. I mean, that line was right in the book, um, mm-hmm. and I always felt like that's two different, two different, you know, personalities, right? Two different people, two different entities. I always felt like that. Um, there's actually a really good comic book and um, where Hulk versus Thor comes out, and they actually made an animated movie about this. And it's where uh, Bruce Banner gets taken out of the Hulk and that Hulk becomes something way more powerful because Bruce Banner is no longer holding him back. So I felt like that was kind of Mm. that kind of, you know, why I, I felt that way.
2: I yeah. feel like they're two separate entities just because I feel like Bruce Banner's kind of a bitch, like just way too much of a <laughs> Let's bitch. Let's just simplify for, that. like the Hulk to have like, you, I, and basically what I'm doing is I'm repeating what JR just said, but like not as nice. No filter. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm taking the filter off. Of <laughs> I am
0: a, I am like, a scholar. We're, we're, he's not going to dance around. He's
2: just going to, yeah, <laughs> feel yeah I'm just going to go straight to it. Um, but I, But what I also think though, is that narratively speaking, I think that it's, it's, a little bit more interesting to c- consider them as two parts of the same whole. Um, especially because I feel like as an audience or a reader, there's, there's plenty of times that we, um, you know, have like another side to us, right? Like maybe you, we get super angry about something, but like you obviously can't be angry all the time, but you can relate to that. But I feel like we're kind of giving the writers too much credit if they don't like, go out of their way to establish that relationship between these two entities. Do you know what I mean? Like we're doing the work for them. Like, I feel like they're separated, but if like somebody writes them together and being part of the same character, essentially, like I'm down for that. But if they don't, then I just don't think it it exists
0: in the story. Do You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I, I think that what you want or what you think is more actually desirable is what the truth is. I don't think that they're two complete separate entities. I don't think that the gamma radiation can create a whole different personality in somebody without pulling some parts of him into him. I feel like Bruce Banner being the picked on, you know, the geek that never gets away with any, or never like goes that, takes the risk or whatever, that builds up a lot of like pent up aggression. Like it's always just buried because he's too scared to do anything about it. Like he doesn't just have, not have feelings, you know, when he's fucking up or when he's, he's getting walked all over that creates tension that creates aggression i feel like the hulk is like that expression of it because he's too scared to do it and the hulk was not yeah so
1: i do feel that that's like the the beginning of the hulk like maybe back when stan lee talked about and created it you know was like this whole like they are one entity but just a different person like a a personality that bruce banner hasn't been able to like take advantage of and then the gamma ray gave him that ultimate strength. I think anybody would like to have that, right? Like, oh man, you're gonna, I'm gonna go to my next level because you just pissed me off, you know. And or super saiyan, super yeah. saiyan. Um, but I, I feel like this book is kind of developing a different, different Bruce Banner versus you know Hulk because I mean, even even when he's walking around, walking around, the Hulk is like this. Uh, in in any reflective images, you're seeing Hulk talking to him. And It's like, dude, what are you doing? What are you doing?
3: Yeah. Yeah. No. Oh, well, I was just wanted to say, like, what I really got from this, other than the fact that it was really horror-thriller-themed, this whole story, is um, Dr. Jekyll, uh, or, yeah, Dr. Jekyll Mr. Hyde.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because
3: um, in that classic story, Mr. Hyde always haunted Dr. Jekyll. And I feel like they really worked on that for mm. this Bruce Banner and Hulk relationship in
1: this yeah. story. Yeah. Uh, Ewing did bring that up in that interview he kind of wanted this Dr. Jekyll Mr. Hyde kind of almost feel to it but he also he didn't want that's who the
0: character is I mean that's that's exactly yeah that's That's basically that's exactly the character he didn't want it to
1: be like over like overbearing he wanted to have this story of of Hulk turning into something different and that's kind of where I mean through the throughout the whole story I mean um, you're kind of seeing him do his normal thing but something's different right something's coming after him and there's this they talk about the green door a lot in this book and they talk about the green door and some other comics that are coming out to like what's this green door about which i think you learn throughout further down, down the immortal hulk because i think they're on issue 25 now so it's been like almost two years of, of this immortal hulk but there's definitely this like yeah, but- god thing going on
0: you don't really find out about the green door in the first volume.
3: It no, kinda like they
2: mention they at the hint at door. it towards the end, though. Yeah, they definitely. Yeah, it
0: it, yeah. it, it, it makes an
2: appearance. Yeah,
1: yeah. Like but let me but, but
2: let me ask you this, like, just real quick, because this is a little bit off topic, so I don't want to spend too much time on it. But if so, let's go back to let's quickly go back to split. Are all of those characters different characters when they when he gives them the light, or are they all the same? I think they are different characters. I think if you think they are different characters, and if that is what we're defining as different characters, then I think that Bruce Banner and the Hulk are different characters as well, and I retract my statement because basically what I think happens is that one or the other has the light. But and I feel like so if that's if that's different, then I feel like they're Bruce different Banner. Too. But I
3: feel like in this story is very passive compared to I feel like how he originally is because he has more control. He, because yeah. he died, he's almost, like, dead on the inside. And just well, he's like... letting the Hulk yeah, he out dies multiple more times. often now. In the past, yeah, he didn't want to let the
1: Hulk out. Like, he wanted to have yeah. the Hulk... Like, he fought the Hulk the, Hulk the whole time. And, in fact, um, there's a really key point to this book that I think I forgot to mention, was uh, the Hulk cannot die. So why they call it the Immortal Hulk. And Bruce Banner can't, which is kind of, like, the zombie kind of thing going on. But, um... And mm-hmm. so, yeah, he
2: dies and then and the he Hulk wants rises. to die too, yeah. which is super fucking interesting. Yeah, he
1: wants to die almost through the whole thing, but he can't die. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> he can die, but the Hulk can't die. So that was another thing that showed me that the Hulk and Bruce Banner are different. You know, like different. Enemies. Yeah.
0: So I agree with what you said. I think that the original idea for the Hulk was that they are two parts of the same person. One's exaggerated right. rage. One's pent up pussy being basically, and then <laughs> in the pent uh, up. <laughs> In the Immortal Hulk, it's two separate people. Like he's basically forfeited the evening to the Hulk. Like exactly. the, the night is his time, and the day is Bruce's time. And then at night, the Hulk comes out, and the Hulk does whatever the fuck the Hulk wants. And it's so cool to see Hulk in an environment where he's not smashing everything, but he's out. He's hunting. He's looking, and he's searching for something. He's he's like if you're the prey of the Hulk, as opposed to just being in the Hulk's way.
1: Like uh, that's yeah, so much more terrifying yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah it's just like the the fact that the hulk on a mission is just terrifying in itself and they don't like hold back any of the brutality in this comic and that's that was really cool um what do you so so the sasquatch is a big part of was alpha flight or whatever yep. the he's part of that captain marvels so he was a big character in this in this storyline and I couldn't stand the guy. Uh, and I call. I also couldn't get a good read on him because he seems Walter so Le, fucking Legroski. sketch. <laughs> he, he, yeah, Langowski or whatever. He looks like if Sabretooth from X-Men was a pedophile. That's what, I, that's I, what the his, guy reminded me of.
1: His, uh, every fucking time they did not he draw him very the good, did they? <laughs> it was the creepiest guy. And he has a nasty-ass beard, and he smiles
0: super creepily. <laughs> like, I just got the heebie-jeebies every time he came on the fucking panel. And his character was just another... One thing I don't like about Hulk is they're always just bizarro Hulks. Like they always are just Yeah, like, abomination I know. is not a bad very good. That example. Was, that of, was
2: what I was just but gonna I say. Think what that could that could happen, every time I read or watch a Hulk story, in order to like create some type of enemy for the hero, they basically just have to make another Hulk
1: cuz like so they like yeah. i feel
2: like they always just make like a just oh this is the hulk but this guy this one has more fur <laughs> like, it's like oh <laughs> okay yeah this is the hulk fur. but this one's a little bit slimy Whoa! i was like what the fuck like it's just it's i don't know all right this we're there so creative, let's let's go bro. in on
0: these fucking villains dude so not only that but the other absorbing man is the fucking arch nemesis in the volume 2 that sounds like a like a terrible mega man villain <laughs> absorbing man turn on the lights and he'll absorb your energy like that i just can't like name me a good hulk villain jr please
1: you know that's a that's a tough one um it's not an easy (laughs) (laughs) you know with hulk i think you're gonna run into the same problem you do with superman i mean there's not a lot of great villains what are you gonna do you're gonna have sasquatch and abomination are are like his top villains that i can think of um, but most of the time, he's fighting the government. And um, I I mean, I know he, he fights like the Wendigo, which is kind of this, you know, mythical monster. Um, but yeah, he's usually fighting these mega monsters that have these, you know, demon issues.
0: Or like, himself. Yeah, that's like an inner battle. Yeah, that's a
1: great point. I mean, I think for the most part, like the TV show, I mean, Bruce Banner... In the tv show was trying not to fight i mean he was fighting himself most often um i know he fights thor
0: and what do we always say what that a great hero is created by a great villain
1: yeah that's a great point i mean we all i mean we can see that by spider-man and and batman so um the fact that he has like villains that we can't even name very well that's not very fun. I mean, like I was saying, I, I know he fights like Thor, and yeah, um, the Avengers, and you know, there's a great scene, um, there's a great comic where it's Thor versus Hulk, and they're fighting, um, and basically the Hulk like turns into this you know crazed beast because he's being possessed. So I mean, he's fighting other people, and. Yeah, that whole... I mean, he's fighting more heroes, I feel like. I bet his best... Yeah, I mean, fighting Thor...
0: Ragnarok was the yeah. fucking perfect combination of that.
1: Yeah, I mean, him fighting Thor in that, I mean, is, is pretty good. I mean, um, like I said, he's fighting... I think his best villains are his, are the heroes trying to protect Earth. And... Yeah, it's great. I mean...
0: He got wrecked in this comic, actually. Ultimately, he, yeah, I mean, he you does. can't ever kill him. Like, that's the thing. Speaking of which, dude, in... Yeah, in Volume 2, like, the fact that you can't kill him goes extreme. Um, Zack and Vinny, I don't know if you you guys didn't read this part probably, but they take Hulk apart into pieces. (laughs) They separate his body into different pieces and put him in jars. And Dr. Clive is, yeah, he's, like, fucking with his, like, just talking to his face in a jar. (laughs) Like, just talking shit to him. Like, you can't do anything. You're in pieces. We're just going to... Basically, experiment on you until we figure out what makes you you, and then we're gonna turn it into a weapon. And
3: that's pretty dope. Is
0: that like how is that like how Hulk spends the rest of his days just in a jar? No. So, oh shit. Yeah. So there's the there's the jars of there's his body just all us. separated. Nice. So eventually, Dang. he breaks out and absorbs. Yeah, he 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 was waiting for the right moment, and he breaks out and absorbs Doctor Clive as he's coming together and just swallows him with his body, Whoa. and he just fucking like is like getting sucked into his gamma like it was so sick like that was the highlight of the comic for me at the least. one
3: thing i want to say about only reading volume 1 and not being like a hulk fan whatsoever yeah that's oh, when he's getting wow, sucked into his body image it's it's, it's amazing so God, right so sick yeah awesome. yeah yeah the art yeah. is incredible i will um, say that but Volume two, dude, is where See, it turns up. Volume one was boring for me, and the only reason why I'll say that is because I well, first of all, I'm not a Hulk fan, but I was interested in this one once you guys brought this up because I'm a big horror fan, just like in stories and movies and books and whatnot. So once I knew this yeah. had like a horror twist to it, like a whole almost like zombie Bruce Banner, like Hulk taken over Doctor Jekyll, you know, Mister Hyde shit. Um, but like, it did, I feel like it didn't really go anywhere after the like second issue of volume one you
0: know yeah i think the pacing in this book sucked um
1: yeah there was there was a bit of a build-up in this book there was a bit of like uh so but uh, okay. Yeah, so telling don't
3: get turned off by just volume one i really should yeah, pick up volume, volume two. two is way better okay yeah. yeah
0: volume two is better but i do think that they're being very uh, ambitious with making this an uh, ongoing series with Hulk because there's only so many battles but you can fight. I like
3: the idea of not being able to kill Hulk, yeah. I like the idea.
0: No, it's very well received. I'm so I'm saying, like the but I think that the art and the concept are carrying it. And, and and I guess this kinda like brings us to our next our next segment. I mean let's go into craft or trash. Let's go into rankings. So uh, Zach, you've been pretty vocal about your thoughts. Why don't you start it off? Um it, ha- it, it has to be
2: Craft or trash. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm gonna ones? I'm gonna go oh, trash. I, I I didn't I I'm gonna go trash. I thought the I thought the art was good. I thought that was the 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 high point for me. I've never been a Hulk fan to be honest. I went in with an open mind. Um, yeah, it sounds like it. And I yeah <laughs> uh, I tried I, at least. Um, but I don't know. To me, I just feel like the Hulk itself is like a Doctor Jek- Jekyll, Mr. Hyde character um so like that's not a like a original thing and then there's um you know sasquatch which is just like the Hulk with fur and i don't know there was really nothing about this story of this book that like made me stoked to be reading it and so and, and i'm not saying it was terrible like when i say trash i'm not saying like it was a one out of ten but i'd probably give it like a four like okay. it just i just i was just Eh,
0: this wasn't wasn't my my favorite thing. Okay, that's fair. Uh, Vinny, you want to throw in your your two cents? Am I doing this now, Jordan? Yeah, you're allowed I'll allow it. am <laughs> sorry, man. I fucked up last time. God uh, damn it. No,
3: um, I'm on, I feel like I'm on the fence with Zach, and I'm gonna lean the same way he is. And I don't want to do fractions, so I'll say four as well. And okay. I'm, I feel like I'm almost in the exact same spot as Zach. I like the artwork. I like the idea of it, but Volume One didn't get me anywhere, but you guys are telling me Volume 2 would get better. And I honestly really like the idea of like the Hulk not being able to die because it's never been done before, I guess. And it's a really cool idea because it's like almost gets to the Hulk's head. He's like, "Oh shit. I'm more powerful than I thought I was, <laughs> you know? Yeah, he's yeah. a god. he's just he's like, invisible. I'm going to do whatever the fuck. Who's going to stop me? You know what I mean? And Bruce Banner is just, yeah. like, uh, yeah. dead on the... Yeah, wants to on die. inside, so he's super...
2: Like, that. the wrinkle to that, to me, is that Bruce Banner is literally like, kill yeah. me, please. And the Hulk's just like, nope! Yeah. No, motherfucker! We back! Like, when he asked Hawkeye, like, he gave Hawkeye those, like, special arrows
3: to, the like, off himself. or whatever the hell. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's that's a pretty interesting yeah. dynamic. So yeah. yeah. So just just on my opinion of reading volume one, I will say four, just because in in tra- trash. Okay. Just, but I think this story is a good idea, and I think I will enjoy it later on, especially because I've seen images and panels and covers of the Immortal Hulk fighting like the entire Avengers and like ripping them apart, and I'm like, ooh, I like that. Like,
0: uh, I was like, oh shit. That was in the that was in the oh, really? too. All right. yeah. see, see okay. All right.
3: Yeah, but anyways, yeah. Forward. Yeah.
0: On. So I feel like is really gonna sell sell this one he um as the the prosecutor. So I'm gonna um As a group nerd. I'm gonna I'm gonna go first. I'll, I gave it a seven point two and I I think that it's gonna be a high score from JR as well. This was his idea, but also we both read the second volume and I agree. If if I only read the first volume I'd be right with you guys. Um, I thought it was kind of sluggish. I think that Al Ewing had a great concept with the fact of Hulk on a mission, kind of horror theme where it's like a werewolf almost, like when the full moon comes up, he turns into a werewolf. When, when Bruce Banner dies, he becomes the Hulk. The night is his time. Like It was it was very like dark and mysterious. I also think that he challenged the trope, and he mentioned he wanted to do this in his interview. He wanted to challenge the trope of somebody that was ultimately powerful and immortal, but not boring. Which is always something that me and Zach always debate about. Like, OP. Like, if you're OP, like, what the fuck is the point? Like, Superman. Like, it's not well, interesting. I mean, and, and, and the Hulk, I mean,
2: I think we touched on this in the earlier episode, but the Hulk suffers from this. Like, in my opinion, the Hulk suffers from this same thing. Like, we just talked about the villains, right? And, like, the reason why, like, he doesn't have a cool villain and the reason why that, like, they're, they just have to spin out Hulks that look slightly different is because... They wrote a character that's way too fucking powerful, who doesn't have any weaknesses, and over time that just gets boring. It gets bland. right,
0: right, and, and and I guess what I'm saying is I like that the 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 route he took on that it wasn't like facing him like toe to toe with other villains, it was just like a th- a crime like a thriller series. Like it's basically like he's a creature that kills, but it's for it's like basically taking the whole character that is OP, but putting him in an environment where he's Dexter and making it actually like interesting as opposed to just going toe-to-toe with battles and seeing who wins in a fight. So mm. I think that he took a, a, a great route to make it interesting but I do think that I was still bored by the dialogue. I didn't think that the writing was great and I think that for as awesome as the artwork was and as great as the concept was, I still think I still I still found myself bored at times and it's just such an exciting story that if I can find myself bored in it then that means I'm not impressed with the writing that much, but I still give it a 7.2 because I think that the concept and the art carried it. Jr. Close it out.
1: Okay. So <laughs> I'm not here to sell it because uh, I did pick it, but I'm not giving it a good rating because I picked it. I, I'm picking. I'm giving it as a whole. There's a lot of tropes to this. There's a lot of um, things that I feel like maybe we didn't cover, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a 7.5. Um, okay. For the rating. Um, and there's and that, I'm including everything. Um, this is issue one through ten that Jordan and I read through. Um, every cover is being done by um, Alex Ross. So obviously we got to talk about the cover, the art. Alex Ross is the premier uh, artist out there right now. With um, and he has been for years, so it's not like he's hot right now. He's always done these amazing art covers and art period. Um, in, the, in the second half, there's there's some there is some villains. Um, the Absorbing Man, uh, Carl the Crusher Creel. Uh, came out um, <laughs> and they gave him some special powers Carl which Crusher. in the Cr- Crusher is kind of like a WWE guy kind of name but the Absorbing Man in the past has very, been kind of a weak kind of character has always you know gotten his ass kicked pretty easy by the Hulk um, and they gave him some like extra Gamma way- which by the way we forgot to mention in this Hulk he can absorb Gamma so he actually destroys Sasquatch he can absorb
0: yeah, I mean, he- Gamma he can see ghosts and he can smell lies <laughs> yeah. Like,
1: so he's like he's turned they've turned him into like um I mean he is OP almost at this almost. point with these kind of powers. I mean he is a No, he's for sure. It, it's it's tough. Um but the 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 second half really gets into I think the more of the horror situation for me than the yeah. first half. The first half was definitely a build up to it. Um <clears throat> and so that's why I wanted. I think a seven point five is legit, and knowing that is an ongoing series, trying to spread that out is not easy, right? I mean, trying to come up with twenty five issues, coming up with one issue is not easy, you know. So trying to come up with twenty five, and again, like you guys said, it's really hard to write a character, and the fact that Ewing came try took that challenge on to write up a guy with a not not a lot of villains. I mean, I mean a lot of stupid villains, honestly, and try and and make this comic book work and it's gotten some awards and it's gotten some really good reviews from other people. Um, and it's kind of gory. I mean, when, when the Hulk comes back, he's kind of like this, you know, when he fights the absorbing man, he's kind of like this like flabby, you know, he like had some like gastro surgery, yeah, right? He looks and, like fat bastard
0: and... after he got fucking plastic surgery,
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know? So his skin's like hanging off and he's fighting and, um, and not to give away the end, but I'm going to because it's fun. Um, <laughs> Spoiler alert. Uh, he, he goes to hell, oh. right? So I think that's going to be it a really ends. good.
0: he, he it ends that when they're in hell. So like, yeah, we haven't it read it Yeah, it ends with
1: like a cliffhanger. But it gives you like a cliffhanger. It's about to be dope, oh. yeah. Oh. Yeah, and I like so I think that going into it... Um, He's like, "Welcome to Hell," right? So I think that was a really good. Yeah, it's like where we've been the so. whole
0: time. Welcome to Hell. I'm just like. <laughs> yeah.
1: ah! Credits. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So yeah, I, a seven point five is really good for me. I do kind of like the. I did one thing I did not like was the reporter. Involved. Who is a, a
0: pull from the original series? The name. Absolutely. Oh, really. Yeah. Yep.
1: The original TV series. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Jackie. Um, uh,
1: Jacqueline mm, Madeline or Jacqueline. I think it was a
0: guy something. in the series. It was Jackie something and they made it a girl in the, in the remake.
1: Yeah. It's, um, Jacqueline McGee was her name yeah, in the book. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I think that, that kind of helped me give it a good rating. It. I would admit I've never been a Hulk guy either. I don't really own a lot of Hulk comic books. Um, I've always bought them for the art, like the art covers, you know, I did try yeah. to get into it a couple, like 10 years ago. When they well, did the Red Hulk. That's interesting. Really that's tough. One
0: thing that he said was that the Hulk is so uh, entrancing because of his neon green. Like he, he steals a screen whenever he's in a picture because of his coloring. And like all we're talking yeah, about is how great the art is. But like he is a very like – his potential for great artwork is so much stronger than a lot of people because of his color scheme and his just features. So make it a horror trope and – I mean yeah. like the potential like the sky's the limit so I think that so that ends up being a 5.7 which is still a craft score but I think that that is underselling it and I think that if everybody read two volumes they would like it a little bit more and I think that it's only going to get better from here because the, the, the path that they're going down is so cool going to hell and like good, God knows what's going to yeah. happen there you definitely sold me to read more yeah
2: me you too should.
1: yeah alright Marvel give me a check <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, Check. so that's our take on In the, the Marvel Hulk. Uh, let's go into plugs. What do you guys want to plug out?
1: Uh, Jr., you got anything? Um, I don't got any plug. I mean, I guess I should plug. I guess you know, plug my art <laughs> <laughs> at uh, absolutely. Jrgpat at you know just hop you know whatever just follow the hop hero stuff to my art and then um, I want to plug Action City, and then I want to plug uh Alex Ross because I think um, a lot of the these books have gone up. I was reading some of the issues. I mean, the first issue sold 84,000 copies, um, which was amazing. So it's well-received, well like... Yeah, and then sure. um, the second issue is actually worth more than the first issue because of Dr. Frey's appearance, um, which is the guy who was killing people because he tried to save his son. Because, oh, know, and he ripped his arms to, off and in. buried him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I... Um, so yeah, it, just shout out to that. I mean cuz I don't really have any plugins.
3: All right. Vinny, you got anything left? Um <clears throat> Oh, there I am. Clear my throat again. That goddamn cold, fucking you, fall. Yeah, uh, good run. Anyways, um shout out to RS figures. Um go check out their cool statues and collectibles. They got keychains, statues, busts. It's all made out of pewter, which is honestly some fine art shit. That's really tough to do and it looks good. Um Want to say, you know, my first Tacoma comic book shop is closing down. Destiny City Comics, sad day, but they're selling everything. They're selling everything for good prices, so, you know, if you want to go check it out and buy some stuff and support his closing sale, that'd be really great. Um, but that's all I got. Follow our Instagram and Twitter and stuff. I'm trying to figure out some more contests to give you guys shit. I have comics to give away. Yeah. We're generous. We'll give shit away. Will uh, <laughs> <Zima laughs> we, <got> Jordan?
0: <laughs> yeah, as long as it's not yeah, coming I from care. my personal fucking stash of collectibles. Collectibles, Matt, like, need just
3: Matthew Perry.
0: Uh, signed Matthew Perry picture is absolutely a collectible. All right, Zach, <laughs> what do you got for us?
2: Um, so we're gonna we're gonna start a, a giveaway. Um, and essentially what it's gonna be is uh hashtag hop heroes podcast if you tweet or post with hashtag hop heroes podcast we will go through those tweets and we will select a winner and that winner will get a uh what i think is a mystery prize at the moment because i don't know if we've landed on a prize it's probably going to be uh some comic books or free comics um, jordan's hbo subscription to uh, hbo go (laughs) Um, yeah we'll talk about it later watch two screens it's a hashtag it's really convenient for me Pop Heroes podcast So Yeah And, and you know The thing is Is that um, We don't really pay For advertising For this show So um, We really rely on You our Beautiful listeners To tell your friends About it And uh, Continue to Create this amazing Community that we've Already been building um, And help us keep The lights on So Hashtag Hop Heroes podcast, um, and yeah, let's uh, let's get you some some Jordan shit.
0: That's like my favorite thing to do. Um, that's uh, that's about it for me today. All right, um, yeah, no, as always, follow us at Hop Heroes Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Check us out at Hop Heroes on Facebook. And uh, shout out to shout out to RS Figures. Um, plug in the Hop Heroes po- Hop Heroes um, promotion coupon code and you will get free shipping on anything over $50. Normally it's over a hundred dollars. So you don't have to purchase a shit ton of shit to get some free shipping. So take advantage of that. And thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you next week.